0: just talk with benny p today's guest is my weekly nfl picks against the line partner jake kelly we're gonna be doing our week 17 nfl week uh weekly picks against the lines um last week jake and i uh we struggled a little bit but jake took uh took two games on me last week i i went six and nine and jake went eight and seven um but jake kelly jake how's it going
1: Good pal, I had a great Christmas, uh, really enjoyed that Patriots game that I got to go to, even though I've watched Deion Lewis crush my fantasy hopes live. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a good week, uh, you know, the picks uh, weren't as great as we had been doing, but I you know I'm still above 500, and I'm making up a little bit of ground.
0: Yeah, exactly, I know, I, uh, I went 6-9, and nine, man, I think you know, that was the first time I went under 500 since I think the first week we did it, we started doing this
1: yeah it's we've both been on pretty good stretches once we started to uh see what we're dealing with with these teams
0: yeah exactly um, I don't know just been kind of crazy these last couple of weeks this one looks these lines are crazy um, in week 17. I was it's it's they're trying to figure out who's playing who's not um, some lines have shifted like completely the opposite direction um, but yeah man it's gonna be interesting so our cumulative tally looks like is I still have three games on you. You're ninety two and seventy seven, and I am ninety five and seventy four. And you actually, I think we had the same one Um, on Monday night. We had a push Um, again. the uh, The Eagles ended up um, covering with that late fumble recovery touchdown. Um, and that that made a that made them push on the nine point spread. Uh, but actually I heard that the line got down to eight and a half in a lot of places. So when they, uh, they recovered that kick, I mean, that, that, that the kick, the, uh, the fumble, um, but the Raiders were trying to do that last second um, touchdown, reco- like run um, the Eagles ended up covering and <laughs> a lot of people ended up like, it, it was crazy that, that, how they ended up doing that. Wow.
1: I was really surprised to see the result in that game. You know, I was really confident last week that Philly put the Raiders away easily. Yeah. So, uh, surprise. I, I didn't think Foles would struggle that much, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, some 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 weeks it's your week.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, buddy. Ready for this week's picks? Absolutely. All right. We got no Saturday games this week. The NFL, I think they, they uh, they consciously like schedule the games in week seventeen so that teams don't really have much of an advantage of knowing how their um, their playoff like rivals are possibly doing. And so they all play at the same yep. time, kind of. Um, so we got the one p.m. games um, to start. We'll start with the Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions. The Lions are favored by six and a half in Detroit. Um, who are you going to take here, Jake?
1: I'm going to go with Detroit. Uh, you know, my thinking is they're, that they're at home, uh, that Jim Caldwell might be playing for his job. Uh, it seems like a lot of the chatter around the league is that ownership groups and GMs are kind of uh, deciding to stick with some of their, uh, their coaches that are on the hot seats because they don't perceive the talent pool to be deep. But uh, Bob Quinn could still make a move, especially if O'Brien comes available. Uh, I think that Detroit's going to be highly motivated. And then on the other sideline, you've got a Packers team that uh, decided to shut it down a week ago, uh, got completely shut out by Minnesota. Obviously, a very good defense, but that was a, a home game. And, uh, you know, Hundley looked brutally bad again. Uh, I just I don't anticipate the Packers having much for the Lions uh, late in the season here. And so that's why I'm going to go with Detroit.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm taking the Packers here, and this is this is another this is one of the games we'll have this week that, that I don't know if there's a lot of sense to be made here in Week 17. Um, I don't think the Lions are very good. They actually got they were close to the playoffs um, in recent weeks, but they got edged out recent weeks um, with a loss or two here and there. Um, and um, I mean the Packers they, they just signed Devontae Adams to that big extension, which I do like a lot. Um, So, I mean, they have a good running back. I think they have um, a decent attack with Jamal Williams um, behind um, as a tailback. And I don't know if there's, like you said, uh, Jim Caldwell's probably leaving at the end of the season. There's going to be a lot of coaching positions open. um, And so he he might be auditioning for another coaching job at this point in the season um, while coaching the Lions here. Um, but I don't have too much reasoning here, but I'm just going to take the Packers here with the six and a half points i like I like that aspect of of this pick here righty <laughs> all right Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. This is probably the worst game of the week, but the Colts are favored by five points at home um I'm taking the Texans here. This is probably the worst matchup of the of the year maybe the Texans and the Colts have to the the two worst offensive lines in the league um and two very subpar quarterbacks at this point in the season um it looks like TJ Yates is going to play for Houston um the Texans don't have DeAndre Hopkins um and it's it's going to be a struggle for both these teams um but I'm taking the Texans at home um not at home, in, in Indianapolis and uh, I just think that um this might be a little bit of a grind and I'm gonna, like I'm going to going to like the points here um, for Houston. Um, but who are you taking here, Jake?
1: Um, I'm also going to go with Houston. Uh, this line really surprised me. I know the Colts are at home, and neither team seems to have much to play for. Both coaches seem like they might be on the way out. But uh, Houston, I just, you know, I look at, they still seem to have more uh, playmakers to me between Hopkins on one side of the football, Clowney on the other. Uh, they, I think that they may just, I don't, I think many of their players may be a bit more motivated to to kind of prove it. Uh, Indianapolis, I don't think, I don't know how many of those guys think they're going to be coming back to Indianapolis next season. Uh, Texans, I mean, it really just boils down to, you know, I think the Texans are a more talented team. Uh, they're more likely to have things break one way or the other. And I just look at that five point line and, you know, I thought, This game should have been maybe, you know, Colts by one or two points. Uh, It seems like just a really wide line. And if the Colts do win, I don't think it'll be more by more than five. Uh, So I think just cover our base Texans.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, Something to note here, too, though, Frank Gore is the the fifth all time rushing leader at this um, point in his career. Man, the guy's a workhorse. Um, He's got 13,926 rushing yards. Um, over the course of his career. Um, He's behind Curtis Martin, um, and if if he rushes for 100 and – this is out of reach, but he – Curtis Martin's at 14,101. So Frank Gore would have to rush for about um, 175 yards. (laughs) But, I mean, with that Houston's team, I mean, it's doubtful, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, and if he gets one hundred and thirty nine yards, he will also have 10 1000 yard seasons, which has only been done by a handful of backs. Yeah. Uh so,
0: so they'll probably get I him, wouldn't be, him.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets fed today. Uh and that I honestly think plays into our hands taking Houston because if they're gonna keep riding gore early and often, I think that'll keep the score down and less likely to see the Colts pull out a five point victory.
0: Yeah. All right, the next pick Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are favored by 11.5 points. Um, who are you going to take here, Jake?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with Minnesota. This was one of the hardest picks of the week for me. Uh, the Bears have been uh, really good to me this season with a lot of backdoor covers, and this looked like another opportunity to do that. Uh, both teams last week, very low scoring games against uh, very poor competition. Uh, between the Hundley Packers and the Browns. Uh, Between the two of them, only allowed three points last week. So I think it's going to be a low-scoring game again in Minnesota. Uh, And and because of that, you know, that 11.5 points seemed a little bit more attractive to me. I I could easily see Minnesota keying in on Jordan Howard and uh, just making life difficult for Trubisky. Uh, That in Minnesota, the Chicago Bears have a stout defense, but Minnesota has a lot of playmakers. Uh, between guys like Diggs, Phelan, McKinnon, Rudolph. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with Minnesota here. This was really tough because of that line. Uh, and so, yeah, that's what I'm going to do on this one.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. You you covered pretty much everything I would like to say for this game. The Bears are playing a little bit better um, as the season's, the season's closing out. But the Minnesota Vikings are probably the the Super Bowl favorites right now coming out of the NFC um the Eagles have home field advantage throughout the playoffs but I with with Wentz going down um I think the Rams are they're sitting all their players we'll get to their game but they're sitting all their players because they want to have uh they want to have the fourth seed or the fifth seed because they don't want to face um the Eagles in the next round they don't want to face the Falcons in the in the first in the wild card round so I mean uh, yeah. No teams in the NFC really want to face Minnesota right now. They're a very good team heading to the playoffs, and it's looking like the favorites are going into the playoffs are going to be the Pats in the AFC and the Vikings in the NFC. So I'm taking the Vikes here too, though. righty. All right. We, speaking of the Pats and the New York Jets are going into Foxborough facing the Patriots. The Patriots are favored by favored by 15 points. Um, the spread's pretty large. I was surprised to see it didn't shrink too much. Um, I'll actually check it right now. But at 15 points, who are you going to take here, Jake? Um,
1: I'm going to take the Jets. It's You know, the 15 points gives me pause. If it was something like 12 points or or 11 points or even 11.5, I'd probably take the Patriots. But um, 15 just seems like a tall order. You know, that's, that's more than your typical two-touchdown victory. Uh the Patriots looked shaky on offense again last week to open the game and then they kind of heated up near the end when the defense started making some plays. Uh, the Jets they haven't really shot themselves in the foot much this year. Uh they just they have a, they lack a lot of talent. Um but I look at Bry- I look at Bryce Petty under center and I, I don't think the Jets are going to uh even get close to threatening the Patriots, but but that fifteen points is just it's too much for me to uh to overcome to take the Pats, I, I don't think that uh, if they get up big in the second half and they don't look threatened, I, I would be a little surprised to see them playing uh, a lot of the banged up starters. I wouldn't be shocked to see Gronkowski get pulled. Yeah. Uh, kind true. of and so you know my thinking is that if the Patriots get up enough, they'll probably bench some key guys and the Jets can pull back in and yeah. uh, backdoor. I'm going to take the Patriots.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, the Jets. Here. Oh, yeah, taking the Jets. I agree. I'm taking the Jets here, too, with the 15-point spread. Um, we'll get to this other game, but I was surprised because the Steelers and the Patriots have the seeding to play for at this point um, with this week. And so the, the winner – if the, the Patriots own the tiebreaker between the two, um, but if the, if the Patriots lose and the Steelers win, um, then the Patriots um, will have the two-seed, and the, and the Steelers will take that one-seed. Um, so both teams kind of want to at least finish out the season strong here, um, but I was surprised because this—we'll this, get to the Steelers line, but that one shrunk. Um, It—they're facing the Browns this weekend. It was a huge line to start, and it's—it's it's shrunk um, as money's been put on the Browns. And I'm surprised that not as much has been put on the Jets against the Patriots. I mean, I'll be surprised if Gronkowski plays more than a quarter and a half. Um, I, right. I don't think I don't think he's going to play more than. May, I think they'll take him out in the middle of the second quarter if they get up by 10 points, maybe. Um, and Tom Brady probably will get taken out in the second half. I don't see why – you, you got to go into the playoffs healthy here with the Patriots. They they have most of their squad at this point in the season. Um, and I'm really interested to see the signing of James Harrison as well um, to see how much he plays. It's going to be interesting to see – Yeah. Um how they use him if they face the Steelers in the playoffs, it'd be really cool to see um if they still have him and how they use him um but i mean it'd be it'd be vintage Belichick to um sign your rivals, your main rivals, what better defensive player um one of them one of the guy- best defensive players that's ever played for the Steelers and just release him the next week. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: would be good. Yeah.
0: But I'm taking the Jets there. Um, let's go to the next one. Washington Redskins at the New York Giants. The Redskins are favored by three and a half points in New York. Um, I'm going with the Redskins here. Not a whole lot of reasoning. Not, not too much to think about, I don't think, here. Um, but I just don't think, I don't. I don't believe the Giants are a great football team in week 17 of the 2017 football season. Um, I'm going with the Washington football team. <laughs> I think Kirk Cousins is going to try to finish out the season strong to convince um, potential buyers in this offseason that he's worth a big contract and more capable than a large majority of the the other quarterbacks in this league. Um, And I don't think the Giants are going to be playing too too hard um, in this game because I think they're trying to to, uh, still solidify that high draft pick. Um, They'll probably see um, Darius Webb out there behind center at some point in this game. It sounds like, um, and I'm going with the Redskins. Who you got, Jake?
1: I'm also going to go with the Redskins. Uh, I just I can't see how New York would, try, why New York would try to win this game, uh, completely jeopardize their opportunity to get a franchise quarterback at the top of the draft. You know, right now sitting in the two in the two spot, which seems to be the sweet spot if you're trying to pick. Uh, between Rosen and Darnold, and it looks like Rosen's going to try to force his way to New York. Uh, Washington, they, they're going to be plenty motivated. Uh, I think an 8-8 eight eight season would be would be nice for them, especially considering all the rash of injuries they've suffered. Uh, but, I mean, I think Kirk is just, he's the better quarterback at this point in time than Eli Manning. Uh, I, I watched them put up 27 points on a uh, – on a game Denver Broncos defense, Kirk almost had 300 yards. Uh, you got all the drama with Eli Apple in New York. I think he, that, you know, Landon Collins has gone on the IR. Uh, the back end is going to be a little soft there. I think that could be very exploitable, even with the no-name weapons the Redskins have now in the passing game. Uh, and for those reasons, I'm, I'm going to go with Washington.
0: Yeah, I agree. The Eli Apple point's a good, a good one. Um, that was really, that was really weird to see that. Um, if you, usually if teammates criticize one another, they don't play the same position at the least, you know, like yeah. those guys spend all day, every day together, the cornerbacks. And then now he has to see him when he just goes in to practice and just does some, some, some drills or something. It's like the guy, he, he called him a cancer <laughs> and he's going to see him. He's like, he's not like going to avoid him. Um, that was, that was interesting.
1: Oh yeah, I uh, you know I'd heard rumors that there had been uh, some back and forth between Apple and the coaching staff on the practice field, and it it looks like this thing's going to end ugly, uh, which is you know just the uh, the cherry on top of the uh, the poop Sunday that's been the Giant season.
0: Yeah, exactly. I know that they, they came off last season right with the boat picture, so I mean. <laughs> The, the Giants really need some some turnaround some sort of stability in New York yeah I think they
1: can they can get it turned around I don't I think next year they probably won't be a playoff team unless everything breaks right but in two years they, they can be right back there yeah
0: they're very capable of turning around quickly they have a lot of guys that were talented that went down this season um, but yeah that quarterback position is going to be the big X factor for them
1: yes absolutely
0: all right next pick. Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Cowboys are favored by two and a half points in Philadelphia. Um, the Eagles don't really have much to play for at this point. They own the tiebreaker against Minnesota, and their game up on them. So they, they have solidified the one seed. Um, we'll probably see a lot of secondary players for the, for the Eagles here in this game. Um, that's why you see that line at two and a half um, in the Cowboys' favor. Um, I'm going with the Cowboys here. Um, I was very worried from what I saw from the Eagles against the Raiders last week. Um, that secondary was was picked apart by Derek Carr and a, a very average Mark Cooper this season, who hadn't hadn't been able to get free and from many um, cornerbacks this season, and he was able to get open almost any time he wanted against that Eagles secondary um, last week. And um, I just think that the Cowboys, um, they're uh, I think Jake Jason Garrett is is still competing for to to convince um, ownership that he's worth keeping around in Dallas. Um, I don't think he's going to get moved. I think there are a lot of co- coaches this season. We've already passed through some teams that will probably have new coaches next season. Um, but I just think that the yeah. um, the the Cowboys are are going to take this game. Um, the Eagles don't really have much to play for here in like Week 17, other than just stay healthy. Uh, but you got Jake.
1: I actually have
0: the Eagles uh,
1: being the underdog at home definitely helped me with this
0: pick. But I
1: think the Eagles will be motivated to get Foles back on the field a little bit in this this week and uh, try to work out some of the kinks that revealed themselves last week before they get to the playoffs. Uh, I, I think that Doug Peterson being an offensive guy uh, might be motivated to make sure that uh, they don't go into the postseason with a bad taste in their mouths on the, on the offensive side of the football. Another big factor for me is just what seems like the uh, the beginnings of a a locker room implosion in Dallas with the Dak Prescott comments about Des Bryant. Uh, Des Bryant generally underperforming anyway, and you know having a bit of a reputation as a hothead. (laughs) Uh, You mentioned Amari Cooper struggled to get separation this year. Des uh, might be one of the few uh, guys that were considered a top receiver that has struggled even more so to get separation. When he's healthy. Yeah. And uh, I think the Cowboys, uh, they're a talented team. They have a seat back, and I'm sure they'll lean on him heavily. But uh, I, I would expect the Eagles to come out motivated to kind of get things back on track, not eat two losses before two ugly losses before going into the playoffs, uh, Both of both of which would be at home, too. Uh, I think they they may be motivated to kind of uh, just get their minds right before getting into the postseason, getting that one week by. and so uh, for those reasons, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the Eagles.
0: Yeah, I don't hate your reasoning there, but the Eagles they they although it was ugly, they actually did win against Oakland last week. Um, but I know what you mean. It felt like a loss. They didn't they didn't really play up to their normal standards this season.
1: Yeah, I think and and it being at home too, like that just that's something that sits in the craw of, of, of football coaches. They, you know, they can understand, they don't like a stinker on the road, but uh, a stinker at home is just unforgivable, even in, even in victory. And so, uh, yeah, I think this was another game that was tough. Wasn't an easy one to pick and there is more public money on Dallas, but, uh, I'm going to go with Philly.
0: Yeah. I don't hate that pick. I like your point. They don't, they don't want to have two bad games going to the postseason. Um, yeah, talking about, talking about bad games, the Cleveland Browns are facing the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. Um, Steelers are favored by six points. This is going to be a lot of uh, scoreboard watching, I think, this, between the Steelers and the Patriots. The Patriots get up at, at any point by 10 points or so. The Steelers will probably um, switch out all their starters and throw in whatever they got to um, just finish the game. This This line started, I believe, at like minus 17. So it's been bet down all the way to like minus six here. Um, the Cleveland Browns are 0-15. Do they Are they one of the worst teams in, in sports history? Probably. <laughs> uh, they're so I don't know if they're – they're probably going to go 0-16 here. Uh, but, I mean, it would be interesting to see the Steelers lose to the Cleveland Browns and give them their one win of the season. But I'm taking the Steelers here. Um, I'm expecting to see a lot of Landry Jones in this game. But I still might take Landry Jones over to Sean Kaiser. <laughs> And uh, who you got, Jake?
1: Um, I'm also going to take the Steelers here. Uh, I had been hearing that Le'Veon Bell might not be playing this week. Uh, I can't confirm that one way or the other. I just Rumors that I had heard. Um, But even without Bell, I think uh, Pittsburgh, you know, you you can't play. You're not going to play your second unit offensive line to start that game. I think they'll get out to a bit of an early lead on Cleveland, who has struggled offensively. And uh from there it'll be all downhill. Uh, I agree with you. Like I I'd rather take Landry Jones who's, you know, been in an NFL, you know, coaching room for a few years now, over a very still a very green Deshaun Kaiser who's who's mistake prone. Uh and I think that the Steelers, you know, you'll see you'll see the starters through through the half, most of the starters, and then, you know, like you said, uh they'll they'll take a look at what's going on in Foxborough at halftime and make their decision, you know, going forward uh. from there. So, uh, but I'm I'm going to also go with Pittsburgh, and my reasoning is, is pretty similar to yours. I just don't think the cat that the Browns have enough.
0: Yeah, this might be Kaiser's last season in the NFL, one and done. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, cool. let's go to the 4 p.m. games, though. With so many teams out of playoff contention, uh, those still battling to get put, uh, into the postseason, will will be playing in the late after late afternoon window um, on Sunday after the league adjusted the. Week 17 schedule and remove the primetime matchup altogether. Um, so yep. we only have the 4 p.m. games, and uh, those just kind of impacts betters to, to try to take to uh, look take advantage of the motivational angles based on must win situations in Week 17. Yeah. So we're looking at all these games are starting at 4:25 um, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the first matchup we'll look at is the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are favored by three and a half points in Atlanta. Who are you taking here, Jake?
1: I'm going to go with the Falcons. Uh, you know, they're playing for their playoff lives. Carolina has that locked up and it really, it's, it seems we're going to get to our Saints and Tampa Bay picks later, but, um, it seems like Carolina, there isn't a whole lot of upside for them here outside of, you know, just, uh, feeling good about themselves going into the postseason. Uh, I think the two teams talent-wise are very close, and uh, so the Falcons being at home weighs a little bit heavily. And then I just I look at the numbers from last week, and, and Atlanta did a very good job of slowing down the, uh, the New Orleans Saints running game. If they can be just as effective against the Panthers, uh, I think that they'll do very well. Uh, Carolina gave up 367 yards to James Winston last week, uh, and that was with no Deshaun Jackson playing. Uh, 107 yards to Mike Evans. I think Julio Jones will probably top that this week. Uh, he tends to play well against uh, the Carolina Panthers. And so for, the, for those reasons, I think I'm going to go with the Falcons. Cam could have a big game. I wouldn't be shocked to see this be a high-scoring game. Uh, and then McCaffrey's always seems to be a very good threat for the Panthers. But uh, the Falcons, they, they did a fairly good job against Camara last week. McCaffrey's a similar player. So uh, I'm going to go with Atlanta.
0: Yeah, I'm going with the Falcons here too. Um, they've kind of been the Doctor Jekyll and Mr Hyde of the 2017 football season. I mean, they've had some times where they look like one of the best teams in the NFL, and then they've had times where they don't even really look like a playoff team. Uh, and I, the Falcons get in with get into the playoffs with a win here. Um, they still have the tiebreaker over um, Seattle. Sorry, they don't have a tiebreaker. They are yeah, they do. They're but they both at nine and six right now um and the Seahawks will catch them if the can catch them if the Falcons lose so this is a must win situation for them uh the Panthers are kind of solidified into that um that 5 seed they could move up to i think possibly the 2 seed um if they yeah. if they win this game um they could maybe get a first round by um but i'm not sure how the tie breaking um, situation would work out. If the Vikings lost their game. Um, yeah,
1: if the Vi- Vikings, Rams, and Saints all lose, then uh, then the Panthers can get up to two.
0: Yeah, that'd be. But uh, yeah, that's unlikely. Um, we'll probably see some some resting from the Panthers, um, maybe late in the game. So I mean, yeah. if, if that's the case too, you you could also see the Falcons score late um, if they start bringing in some of their backups. Um, But, yeah, I'm taking the Falcons here. I like the fact that I think that offense is going to explode for Atlanta. I like like Matt Ryan in this game. I like Julio Jones. um, And I like the running attack um, with uh, Freeman and Coleman. I think they they should have good games too. Yeah. All right. Let's go to – you got anything else you want to say?
1: I agree 100%.
0: Yeah. All right. Kansas City Chiefs at Denver Broncos. The Broncos are favored by four points in Denver. Um, We're going to see Pat Mahomes here from the Kansas City Chiefs. They are solidified in their four seed um, pretty much in that AFC. And we will see Paxton Lynch um, for the Broncos. So Pat Mahomes or Paxton Lynch, I'll take neither. (laughs) But but I'm going to roll with the Broncos here. Um, I don't like the fact that you're starting your backup quarterback and hoping for a win. I think the Broncos will probably take us one at home. Um, although they're all, they're favored by four points against a playoff team, um, I don't know. I just I feel like the Broncos are, are probably going to have a little bit more motivation um, than a team that's already looking towards uh, Week One of the playoffs. Who are you taking here, Jake?
1: Um, I actually I'm going to go with Kansas City here. Uh, the four point favorite Broncos. You know the four points there is it weighs heavily with me. Um, I just it's hard for me to take a team that has Paxton Lynch starting a quarterback that, you know, with four points favorite. Uh I was also I was a really big uh Pat Mahomes guy in college. I liked Pat Mahomes. And uh if he's got one tool in his toolbox, it's the deep ball. Uh so if Kansas City can just get him some decent protection, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of deep shots this week. Um I don't know how much Tyreek Hill will be playing. Uh, that's the real question: Is you know how much are how much are the Chiefs going to play a lot of their key starters? Um, but if enough of them play, I definitely think Mahomes has the tools to uh, to present some problems to the Broncos, who have been a little bit weak at safety. While they're they're great at corner, weak at safety. Um, and then the other side of the football, I I have no faith in Paxton Lynch. I'd be shocked if he looked uh, if he looked even competent. Like I think I might rather have T.J. Yates starting than Paxton Lynch. So uh, I – and for those reasons, you know, I, I look at the point spread. I think if Kansas City does lose, I think they could keep it close, close enough. And, uh, you know, I'm also a few games behind you here, Benny, so I need to pick some, some games that are a little risky. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, you might end up taking it on uh, some of these games that – <laughs> some of these are tough to predict, man. The Kansas City Chiefs aren't playing for anything right now. And the Broncos, one of the worst teams in the NFL. But <laughs> so, I mean, this is going to be – there's going to be some lousy games this week probably.
1: Oh, yeah. And they can get lopsided, too, which is why we see the weird lines.
0: Yeah. All right, next one. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are favored by three points. The Titans need a win to clinch a playoff spot. If they win, the, uh, regardless of the results of other games they're in, um, they own the tiebreakers over the Ravens, Bills, and Chargers, the other teams competing for the same playoff spots as them. Um, who are you going to take here, though, Jake?
1: I'm gonna go with Jacksonville. Uh, they haven't looked very good the past few weeks. I know they have nothing to play for, but uh but again, they're not a team like a New England or a Pittsburgh or you know, or some I wouldn't say any of the top teams in the NFC this year because most of them are kind of surprises. But um they're just they're one of those teams that isn't used to kind of rolling into the postseason and I, I think there's some value in them in them kind of keeping things rolling especially on the road against the, the Titans. Uh, I haven't been all that impressed with the Titans this season. They were a very disappointing squad. I thought there was uh, plenty of opportunity for them to kind of uh, maybe seize that division, especially with all the injuries in Houston. Uh, but I, I re- what I really don't like is Mariota going against that Jacksonville defense. Uh, he's been very mistake-prone this year, and you know I think he could get rushed into making a few bad, a few bad plays. Uh, Tennessee's run game has been pretty soft, especially DeMarco Murray. I don't think they're going to have a lot for Jacksonville on the offensive side of the football, even if they can keep it close on the other side. Uh, and you know, Jacksonville playoff team certified Tennessee. I think they're more of a pretender so that that three points in Tennessee's favor only further, you know, enforces what I'm thinking about this game. And so I'm going to go with the Jaguars.
0: Yeah, I'm going with the Jags too. I think that you mentioned this earlier um, with the Eagles, they they don't want to crawl into the playoffs here. The ja- the Jags had a tough loss against the 49ers last week, um, and I believe that was in Jacksonville. Um, Jimmy James yeah. is a stud. We'll get to, to the 49ers um, game coming up next, I think. Um, but the uh, the Jaguars they had that tough loss, and and I mean, you could tell me that Blake Bortles would have two bet games in a row, and I believe you, but but I just don't think that's going to happen here um I do like the Jacksonville defense um, going up against uh, an average Mariota and uh not a very offensive coach in Mike Malarkey for the Titans um I just I think and I feel like the Chargers are going to get in um with this last week I think the Chargers are going to win their game um we'll get to their matchup in a bit but uh, I just think that the the combination between Mar- Mariota and Malarkey isn't as good as Rivers and Anthony Lynn for the Chargers. And I just I, I think that the, the Titans are actually going to end up losing their, their playoff spot here. But if they win, they're in. So it'll be an interesting game. This will be one of the good ones.
1: And if Tennessee wins, they play Jacksonville in Jacksonville next week. And yeah. so I think part of the question is, you know, would the Jaguars purposely lose this game mm-hmm. in order to get t- t- Tennessee at home Versus having to play someone tougher like lost like the Los Angeles Chargers yeah, uh, and so point. that may more challenging but but ultimately I, I don't think that you know, Doug Marone is, is cut from the same cloth as uh, as Coughlin and They aren't the type of guys to just throw games especially the young team. So I don't think that'll happen but it's a storyline to watch
0: yeah, exactly. And I feel like if, if they throw everything they have at the Titans and end up losing this game, just like disappointingly, that that would be very crushing going to the playoffs um, because you would be showing them your hand in week 17, allowing them to win and then facing them at home the next week. So, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if that that were the case. Um, I would love to put money on the Titans probably if that if the Jaguars end up losing in, in uh, a crushing defeat, but... Uh, yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen here. I'm taking the Jags, like I said. Alrighty. All right. The uh, we mentioned the Forty ers earlier. The Forty ers are facing the L.A. Rams in Los Angeles. The Niners are favored by four points. This line has shifted um a full eight points. The Rams were actually favored by four points just a couple days ago, um, but the Rams have announced that they're gonna sit Gurley, uh, Goff, and Donald in this game. Um, just give me the 49ers and Jimmy G Um, after give me after that big statement win last week against the Jaguars the 49ers I mean if if the 49ers were going to the playoffs next week uh, I would love to take Jimmy G against like a Jaguars or or a Chiefs team Uh, Garoppolo is uh, already a top 10 quarterback unarguably the guy is fantastic and the 49ers stole him with just that second pick. Um there was some, like I heard some guys saying I would have given up two first round picks for Jimmy G and they were making fun of him and now the guy looks like a genius. He he's he's, he's better than anybody you're going to get in the draft next season. He's better than anybody that's came into the league the last couple seasons. He's a stud and the Patriots really um they had no choice but to let him go, but man, that 49ers team is They're good, and he's throwing to nobodies. They have no, they have Marquise Goodwin's their best wide receiver, and who's ever heard of him before this season? I mean, like, I don't know. I'm going to the 49ers in this game. Um, The Rams are benching all their starters. They have their best offensive players and defensive players out. Um, They're going to just, and I don't think I think they want to lose this game because, like I said earlier, they they don't want to face the Falcons um, in that first round, and they don't want to face the, the Vikings in the second. So they want the Eagles in the second round, and they want the Panthers probably in the first. Um, so I'm gonna go with the 49ers here.
1: Yeah, I'm also gonna go with the 49ers, and it really just comes down to the guys that Los Angeles is sitting. Uh, clearly, they they're not that interested in winning this game. Uh, San Francisco is very interested in winning football games. Uh, I think they want to get off to you know they want to end the season on a high note, keep Garoppolo undefeated. Uh, and going to next off season, looking like a hot free agent destination uh, with just a pile of cash to burn. I think they're going to have an excess of 100 million dollars available. A good chunk of that uh, Garoppolo extension, I'm sure, but uh, enough left over to, to pick up a lot of upgrades. Uh, the 49ers' timeline is definitely accelerated. They could be uh, they could be solidly in the playoff hunt next season. Uh, And so, you know, for those reasons, you know, I'm just going to keep it short and sweet because you pretty much hit on all the other points, then I think I'm going to go 49ers as well.
0: Yeah, sounds good. I agree. All right. Oakland Raiders at the Los Angeles Chargers in L.A. We got two of them out here in L.A. this week. The Chargers are favored by seven points. Uh, But who you going to take here, Jake?
1: I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, This one was close. The, The line is a little fuzzy. Uh, for me, the, you know, divisional games, you know, sometimes I'm hesitant to take, you know, big spreads, but, uh, and the Chargers will be playing in a hostile home environment against, you know, against the Raiders, a lot of Raiders fans in Los Angeles. Uh, but Donald Penn's gone for the season. The Raiders have, will now have some of the, one of the worst sets of offensive tackles in the league, going against one of the best set of pass rushers in the league uh, for the Chargers. You also see, uh the Raiders defensive backs, one of the worst defensive back groups in the league, going against the Chargers passing uh, pass game options. Uh and even without Hunter Henry, you know, it's still a nice complement of, of uh weapons for Phillip Rivers and so I'd anticipate them kind of exploiting that matchup as well. Uh if the Chargers can just, you know, take care of Khalil Mack on one side of the ball and then uh make their car uncomfortable on the other, uh I, I have the Chargers winning this game going away. Uh, The the home crowd kind of – the home-home crowd kind of gave me some pause, and I see this uh, 44 points is the over-under, and I think it'll be under. I don't think it's going to be an incredibly high-scoring game, but I'm going to go with the Chargers.
0: Yeah, I'm going with the Chargers here as well. I like the fact that they're playing for their playoff lives and Phillip Rivers is behind center. The guy – Rivers is closing his his career out well. Um, The guy is a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback. He hasn't done enough in the playoffs, I don't think. Uh, to solidify some sort of certain status for that. Um, But the Chargers need a win and hope that the Titans lose. Um, They own the tiebreaker over the Bills. But if the Ravens lose and Bills win, and those three teams are tied, in fact, the Chargers, Bills, and Ravens, if they're tied, the Bills will actually get the fifth seed and the Ravens will get the sixth for a weird tiebreaking reason, Uh, So the Chargers actually could get screwed out, even if they win and the Titans lose. But there's a lot of ifs there. So I think that the Chargers, they're they're, going to be motivated in this game. The Raiders aren't so much. um, They had a pretty disappointing loss last week on Christmas. And I just think that the Chargers are going to be um, playing well right here in in L.A. Like you said, though, it's probably going to be like 80% Raiders fans at this game, but They only have 28,000 seats, I think, in the StubHub Center where they play. Um, We'll probably see about like 18,000 Raider fans at least. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm taking the Chargers minus seven. Yeah. All right. Arizona Cardinals at Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are favored by nine points in Seattle. The Seahawks are tied with the Falcons on the record. um, But the Seahawks have the – sorry, the Falcons have the tiebreaker uh, between those two teams. The Seahawks are playing for their playoff hopes here, but they need some help from that Atlanta squad and uh, the, the Panthers squad as well to, to order for from the beat, the Falcons. Uh, but I'm taking the Seahawks here. Um, although the spread's at nine points, I just like them to close out this season strong. And although I think they're going to get nudged out of the playoffs, um, I just think that they're going to take it to the Cardinals here at home. The Seahawks have a very good home field advantage. Uh, the Cardinals are... are they're not they're they're kind of crawling to the finish line. One of the coaching jobs that are probably gonna be available next season. Uh Arians is probably gonna retire after the end of this one. Um and uh, he he might want to go on a good note, but I just don't think that he's gonna his team's gonna be enough for that Seattle um squad coming into the week seventeen. We you got, Jake?
1: Um, I'm gonna go with Arizona actually. Uh the spread's just a little high for me. I think Seattle will win the game, uh, but it'll be by one score and not two. Uh, Seattle, they, they, they managed to beat Dallas and keep their playoff hopes alive last week, but they didn't look very good doing it. Uh, the offense was brutally bad. Uh, Arizona's defense isn't mark is I would say is on the same tier as Dallas's defense. Uh, they did shut out. I mean, the Giants aren't a great squad, but they did shut out the Giants last week. Uh, on the other side of the football, Seattle, it really banged up on the deep on the backside of that defense. Uh, Earl Thomas looks like he doesn't have his head in the game, you know, based on the uh post game comments to the to the Cowboys to come get him after their game last week. Yeah, it doesn't was, seem like he's focused on what's going on.
0: Yeah, that was interesting. That was really weird. That's a good point.
1: Yeah, and then I look, you know, they, there's no Cam Chancellor, there's no Richard Sherman, uh, but Larry Fitzgerald will be playing. And uh so I, I don't know who, who's going to be cleaning up Fitz in the slot. You're not going to be putting a, a linebacker on him. Uh, so are we going to get Jeremy Lane against Larry Fitzgerald all game? I like Fitz there, even, even with the poor quarterback play for Arizona. Uh, so I just – I don't think the Cardinals are a great team, and I don't think the Seahawks are a bad team. I just don't think there's a nine-point difference at this point in time with how uh, inconsistent Seattle is with on one side of the ball and how injured they are on the other. Uh, and again, I'm a few games behind you, Ben, so I've got to try to find a, a, a nice game where I can kind of sneak a, sneak a victory uh, somewhere, and so this might be one of them.
0: Yeah, I don't hate that pick This spread is interesting. It's interesting to see how the over and under, it looks like, is at 39 still, um, and they have such a large spread, so they're expecting the Cardinals to not score many points at all. Uh, and I, I don't know. It's interesting to see how that, that that's kind of working out. But, I mean... I just like the fact that the Seahawks are still trying to really take it to their opponent by uh, doing so and making the playoffs, maybe. But I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game. Already. All right. New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Saints are favored by six and a half points. They're still fighting for some seeding in that NFC playoff picture. But uh, if New Orleans wins this game, they win the division. And the. the Buccaneers are coming off of um, a good, of uh, offensive performance, like you said earlier in the po- in the podcast. Uh, but I'm taking the I'm taking the Bucks here. Um, I just I don't think that the Saints are going to be fighting too all too hard for that playoff um, seeding and the the division ro- the victory. I think that um, the Buccaneers are a good offensive team, um, and although I I just think that the uh, the Saints are a really good football team coming into the postseason. I'm just going to um, roll with Jameis Winston in that offense for the Buccaneers. I like the over in this game, although it's at 50 points, 50 and a half, it looks like. Um, I, just think that, I think the, the Bucks are going to um, score a lot of points, and I think that the Saints are as well. But um, this is going to be a shootout. It would be, be a good NFC. Was this, is this the NFC South? Yep. So uh, I'm going with the Bucks here. What do you got, Jake?
1: I'm going to go with the Saints. Uh, I think this will be one of the better games of the week, but I think that the Buccaneers gave that last uh, final big push last week and a close loss to Carolina on the road. Uh, I I just think The Buccaneers' defense is brutally bad, and I think the Saints are going to have their way with them on the air and, uh, and on the ground. Uh, I also, you know, Jameis had a very good week passing against uh, Carolina. I think New Orleans, they've got a better defense than Carolina does right now. Uh, you know, I just touched that. of to the sense that I have. They, they've been on the upswing. Carolina, uh, you know, they allow, they allow a lot through the air, not not so much with uh, with New Orleans. Uh, I think Mike Evans could still have a, a very big day. Uh, and so if someone's still playing fantasy right now. Uh, you know, Mike Evans, you know, fantastic play. But uh, I just I think the Saints, you know, I think they're going to be motivated to try to lock up the uh, the division title. One because you know it's in, in New England. I know they like to call it division title to beat the the games where they wrap those up uh, hat and t-shirt games. And uh, it does mean something to the players to you know get that division championships, especially if you're a franchise that doesn't always win the Super Bowl uh, or even go to the playoffs every season. So I think it'll mean a lot to a lot of the guys in that Saints locker room to get the division title. Uh, and having home field advantage, you know, in the next round, uh, whether it's against Atlanta, Carolina, or Seattle, I think would be very big for New Orleans. And uh, I'm sure there would be scoreboard watching the uh, the Panthers and the Falcons game to see what's going on there. Uh, but I, I think that the Saints, you know, they they really want that next game to be in in their dome down in New Orleans, where they tend to have a really nice advantage. And yeah. so uh, for that reason, I think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think Mike Evans is going to get his. I don't think the Bucs are going to get a whole lot on the ground though, and so you know if they do get a lead, you know on this on New Orleans, I doubt that they'd be able to chew enough block to keep it. Uh, So I'm going to go with the the Saints here, the six and a half. Where was this? A uh, you know if this was like an eight and a half point spread, you know I might be leaning more toward Tampa, but uh, one touchdown will do it, and so I'm going to take the Saints.
0: Yeah. So if the if the Falcons and Panthers if that game starts to get lopsided in the Falcons' favor, it'd be interesting to see if the, how the Saints played out because even if they lose in that case, they still win the division. So I mean, um, I don't hate your Saints pick. I think that they're a really good team and they they're more than capable of beating the Buccaneers by more than six and a half points. Um, but I mean, I just in um, they're in they're in Tampa Bay actually. They're not in. They're not in New Orleans um yeah but the uh i don't know it's gonna be an interesting game it should be like you said quite the shootout and good game
1: yeah i think both nfc south games are going to be two of the best games of the week probably
0: yeah i agree all right next one buffalo bills at miami dolphins the bills are favored by two and a half points still fighting for their playoff hopes after a season that was riddled with some questionable decisions at best um they, <laughs> speaking of uh, questionable decision, they had that Peter Peterman game and I don't know they just they've had it's interesting to see how they're still in the playoff picture. Um, they could sneak in and even get a fifth seed um, and, and make that AFC playoff picture. Um, they own the tiebreaker over the Ravens um, and could get in with a win and a Ravens loss. Um, but I don't know, I'm, I'm rolling with the Dolphins here. I don't like the bills. I don't think they're a very good team. Um, I'll take the two and a half points for Miami. I think Kenyon Drake, the NFLPA Community MVP, he was uh, he was actually uh, determined that he was given that title. I think yesterday, um, he did a lot of charity work this season uh, for his community, and I think it's gonna Karma's gonna pay back. I think he's gonna um have a great game here. I think it'd be one of those. It's possible he has one of those two hundred yard games um, that you see every once in a while. Um, it'd be cool to see. Um, him finish out the season strong for Miami. Um, in Miami, I'm taking the Dolphins. Who you got, Jake?
1: I'm actually I'm gonna go with Buffalo. Uh they've got a lot on the line here. Um, you know, having watched them live like last week, uh the defense for Buffalo is is actually a very competitive defense. Uh the pads pulled away, but a lot of that had to do with uh with Rob Gronkowski and uh, the Dolphins just don't have anybody, you know, that that's of that caliber. Uh I think you know maybe Jarvis Landry could give them some issues in the passing game. And Drake has really emerged down the stretch here, and I think he will be the key for the Dolphins, the Dolphins this game. Uh, but I, just, I think Buffalo has a, has a heck of a lot to play for. I'd like them a little bit more if they were at home versus on the road. Uh, but I think that the defense will be stout enough. Uh, the Dolphins didn't seem to have anything for the Chiefs last week uh, when Miami wasn't quite mathematically eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, I just I see a Dolphins team that uh, has been very lackadaisical, you know. Outside of that Patriots victory late in the season, uh, I'm not sure how motivated they will be to uh, to ruin Buffalo's playoff hopes. Uh, perhaps they are, uh, but I just I think Buffalo they've got a lot going for them. And if Tyrod plays an efficient game and doesn't turn the ball over,
0: uh, I
1: think that the Bills should be able to get this one, you know, by more than two and a half point spread. So I'm going to go with Buffalo.
0: Yeah, I do. Hey, like and yeah,
1: boy, not by the Dolphins either. I think Shady can have a great game.
0: Yeah, I agree. I love McCoy. He's really good. He's really good running back. Um, one probably one of the best of all time at this point. But uh, I do like the fact that the the Bills are still playing for the playoff hopes, and the Dolphins are one of the worst teams in the NFL. But I just I don't know. It feels like the Bills are. I don't think they're a great team. Uh, I I'd, I'd be surprised if they snuck into the playoffs. That'd be one of the more disappointing weaker teams in the NFL playoffs this season. Um. But yeah, I don't know. We'll be. They would be, later. and maybe I'm just selfishly hoping that the
1: Bills make it so that they, the Bills go to Foxborough again. You know that that would be the ultimate. There. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I think uh, I think San Diego. I'm sorry, Los Angeles Chargers. You know they would be a fantastic succeed and and yeah. uh, I think they're more likely to make it than Buffalo. But we will see.
0: Yeah. Exactly. All right, last matchup, Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are favored by nine and a half points against the Bengals. The Ravens are still playing for the playoff hopes. Uh, They clinch a playoff spot if they win. If they lose, they lose tiebreakers to the Titans in a head-to-head win and the Bills out of strength of victory, um, which is basically just the composite win percentage of the teams you've beaten um, over the season. And... um, so if they end up tied with those two teams, they both um, have the edge over the Ravens. Um, so if they lose, they don't they don't have a good tiebreaker layout. So they they really are looking for a win here um, against the Bengals, um, and they own, they own the tiebreaker only over the Chargers. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see how that plays out if all four teams play. Um, if all four teams end up tied at the end of this week. I think that the Titans and the Bills get in, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but that that'd be, it, it, yes. there's, there's, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird, um, interesting scenarios it, it, how the tie-breaking and the will, will be played out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm taking the Bengals here with the spread. Um, I don't like the fact that the Ravens are favored by nine points and their offense is one of the Least explosive in the NFL. Um, I mentioned in some previous podcasts they they average like the, the least amount of yards per attempt. Um, their offense, and I'm just I, I think that the Bengals are going to be playing loose while the Ravens will probably be playing with some pressure um, coming into a Must Win situation in Week 17. Um, the Bengals will be playing for Marvin Lewis for their last time. And the guy's been there for eons. It feels like at this point, and he he hasn't really experienced much success there. But I mean, he's been there for a while, which is a success in its own. Um, and so I just think that the loose Bengals, Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals team is, is going to be playing um, pretty well. And I think that the Ravens will have a hard will be have a hard time covering the whole nine and a half points. Um, it's probably they win the game with the playoffs on the line. But uh, who are you gonna take here, Jake?
1: Uh, I'm going to take Cincinnati, and, you know, it's the 9.5 points. Cincinnati came out really surprised me against the Detroit team, the Detroit team that had everything on the line last week. Uh, I don't think Cincinnati will win this game on the road in Baltimore. I think Baltimore will take care of business, but the 9.5 points is really wide. Uh, I think, you know, I'm not sure if A.J. Green will have a great day or whether Baltimore will try to take him away and force the uh, the Bengals to go everywhere else. Uh, I don't think the Bengals' run game is going to be all that effective, and I think that uh, the Ravens' run game might be a little bit more so. But ultimately, I think this is going to be a bit more of a low-scoring game. And so that nine-and-a-half points, I'm I'm very uh, skeptical that the Ravens are going to be able to build that much of a margin in a very low-scoring game, that they just have to win. They just have to win. They don't have to be fancy. Uh, And even if they do lose, I I, I think that Tennessee is going to lose, and then that Buffalo game is a bit of a coin flip. So I think, you know, the Ravens are probably going to make the playoffs regardless, uh, but I think that uh, they're going to just take this game and, you know, take their fate into their own hands. I don't think Cincinnati has enough. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go with the spread, but Ravens to win the game.
0: Yeah, I agree. And the, the Ravens, I, I, I think that they're one of the more professional teams out of those, those last four, the the Chargers, Bills. Titans, Ravens. I think that the Ravens are a little bit more fundamentally sound team, um, so it'd be really—I'd be shocked to see if they lose this game. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, I'm taking the Bengals. I like this. Um, I like this matchup for the uh, the NFC or the, so the AFC. Was it the, um, North Division? Yeah. All right, but it looks like we uh, we are finished with our picks. We have, I think, six picks deferring. Um, so, yeah, you'll have a chance to catch me in the final standings.
1: All right, pal, we'll see how it goes. It was a pleasure this season. And, you know, if you want, we can do a, a postseason rundown or or whatever you want to do uh, going into the future here.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'd love to do that. It'd be cool. Um, we should do, like, a fantasy football, like, awards too. Like, talk about, like, who had, who had the best fantasy and best pickups. I think we did something briefly along those lines in the beginning of the season um so we'll see well, well maybe i'll take a look back at our our uh our prompt from that podcast and we'll see um who we picked and how we did and that kind of stuff too
1: yeah and i'd also i'd be open to doing a season post-mortem you know we go over you know the off-season outlook for a few different squads uh see where we think they're a little weak where we think they're strong uh where some guys might move who might go might stay we can do stuff like that too i'm sure uh, we'd have a lot to say about that.
0: Yeah, great. I agree. All right, buddy. We'll see if you get those three oh. games on me this week. We we'll, we got lunch on the line.
1: <laughs> we tie, I guess, you know, we might have to go to the postseason then or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or we can just go split skis. <laughs>
1: That's All right, brother. You have a uh, great new year. And yeah, uh, I'm sure you see you soon.
0: All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. That's a wrap for episode 24 of Vicious Talk with Benny P. Thanks again to my guest, Jake Kelly. It's been a lot of fun doing our weekly NFL picks against the lines, and I hope you have enjoyed listening to them as much as we have um, producing them. Uh, Vicious Talk is brought to you by our one and only sponsor, Action for Education. Action for Education is a nonprofit organization that works to create affordable, accessible, and sustainable opportunities for education in Western Honduras. Their mission is centered around capacity building, and using resources from the United States to enable Honduran communities to succeed in their own ways. Action for Education is always looking for more help, and they're currently seeking individuals to accompany them uh, uh, and their team on their next medical mission trip down to Honduras. It's a fantastic opportunity for any pre-medical students in college uh, interested in learning about how the, the positive impacts a medical clinic can have on the people of an impoverished area of the world. For more information, contact my good friend Mike Mastriani and his team at info at action4education.org. And if you don't have time to join Action for Education and their team on their next medical mission trip, consider going to their website at action the number 4 org and consider donating to help their cause because every dollar helps. Thanks, thanks for listening to episode 24 of Vicious Talk with Benny P. Now go out, have a great day, and always remember to be vicious. Happy New Year, everyone.